What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical, and this is your match of the month. Where this month we are April. We are talking WrestleMania, and we're finishing up the trilogy. The first time I've ever done it in either one of my podcast history, where legitimately I take a thread of a, a particular show. And we just keep pulling on for months straight. So this will be the final thread we pull on. It will be Hogan versus Sid. The main event of WrestleMania 8. That wasn't supposed to be the main event. We're going to get into that why. A lot of these things are intersecting. <clears throat> excuse me. Intersecting as we already know. So we already talked about Macho Man and Ric Flair. We already talked about Piper and uh, Brett. Um, that had less to do with this. But this, these two were definitely tied in to the Macho Man Ric Flair stuff. So, <clears throat> the reason why we're talking about this, the match was terrible. That's actually one of the worst WrestleMania main events of all time. Like, one thing of like really bad WrestleMania main events uh, Brock versus Reigns, Dallas. This one, Hogan Sid. Hogan Yokozuna, because yes, that was technically the main event. Of WrestleMania. Um, hmm. What else? That's all I can think of off the top of my head right now. Oh, Taker said. Um, <laughs> um, that's all I can think of off the top of my head right now. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, I, 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 once I started going down WrestleMania 8, I was like, man. This was a very good WrestleMania to talk about, you know, and, and so I was like, man, this is just very interesting. And so, uh, hit tap. Uh, so it's like one of those things. like a uh, hat tip to Sports Kita. I'm actually read their site as we're doing this and put my thoughts into it instead of me just writing down notes. I can just put my thoughts into it immediately. But it really depends on the story you believe. Hogan at this time was looking to leave, and apparently he was looking to leave on top. <clears throat> So, Vincent Hogan disagreed, supposedly. Because um, Hogan's idea was he wanted to pin Flair clean, be, be the world champion, and then retire on top. Vince at first said, hey, let me, let me think about it. And then he decided to not go with that because he said, that's just not how I want to do business. So that's why the Flair Hogan, because originally it was, I know we've seen all these documentaries wwe produced documentaries but when we talk to people like hogan <laughs> like flair other people who were a part of it you know there's a lot of people who actually debunk that th that theory that because i remember one documentary in particular i think it was like the, the, the wrestlemania documentary it was before WrestleMania 28. It came out. It came out on DVD. I remember that vividly. It was like the history of WrestleMania. It had an old picture of Miss McMahon in the front of it, and I remember vividly. I I remember this so vividly, where a lot of people on that said, "Hey, Hogan Flair was never discussed. It was never the direction." I remember watching that. I was like, "Man, I always loved WWE documentaries. Like, even though obviously it skews towards." Uh, their uh, narrative, which is fine, is their company. Uh, there's times when I'm like, okay, that's kind of bullshit. Like, like to me, 
the rise and fall of ECW was the best documentary they ever produced because it was the most non-biased. The rise and fall of ECW, it, it left something to be desired. And I felt it was not as respectful. Like the history, we, we learned the history of ECW in those three hours. We got like an hour and 20 minutes of WC. There's, there's no way. With the end, there's so much you can talk about. Anyways, I remember watching that. I said, I don't believe this. And, and in certain shoot interviews, people were like, no, no, it was definitely discussed. It was definitely supposed to happen. And, and also at the same time, let's be real. I, as, as we get older and, and we find out more and more, we know that Bruce Purchase is always telling the truth. He can say he was there and that's fine. But we know he's not always telling the truth. Or even if he is telling the truth from his perspective, maybe he wasn't in on it. That's why sometimes I will say I respect it when he says, hey, I wasn't there, so I don't know. You know, but at the end of the day, it was clearly on the table. It's clearly where they were going to go. When he brought Ric Flair in, they said he is the real world's heavyweight champion. And he had the WCW big gold belt. So it was clearly on the table. It was clearly what they were building up to. Otherwise, why would Flair screw Hogan out of the belt? It just didn't make any sense, right? Now, lucky for them, and this could have been Vince thinking ahead. You know, after what happened at the 92 Rumble where Hogan screwed Sid, because Hogan did screw Sid, I truly think what happened was that was the backup plan. I think, like, look here, I want to try to talk Terry into doing the right thing, putting over Flair, et cetera, et cetera. But then, because Macho Man made no sense. Macho Man was not in the top four. I believe the top four... Because Flair, because no, I believe the top five. Here's how it went. I believe Piper and Macho Man got eliminated together. And you know what? I guess technically Macho Man was top four because I think, if I'm remembering right, Roddy hit first and then Macho hit, but they they were eliminated at the same goddamn time. So it wasn't like actually like a final four or whatever. <clears throat> so, anyways. Uh, when the, we already went through this with the Macho Man, so I think we're not going to rehash that. But the reason why I want to focus on this is because, like, I can see Hogan wanting to leave on top. And, my, and Vince wanted to placate to him and wanted to, like, make Hogan happy. And then him, like, man, this doesn't seem right. They're not, they're, it's more work on myself. And what, is, what do I get from him going out on top? And as we know, he would have been back anyway. He was literally back the next year. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, anyways, it's 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 it just didn't make any sense. So that's why the reverse was pulled with the double main event, where you have Macho Man Sid, excuse me, Macho Man Flair, Sid Hogan. Now, this match has its own stuff in it as well. So, in secret, the return of the Ultimate Warrior, who was fired uh, six months before, because what happened at SummerSlam? For those of you guys who don't know, SummerSlam. What happened at SummerSlam? What happened at SummerSlam was simple. It was. He was supposed. He supposedly held up Flair. Holding, uh, me, Mr. Man for more money. This is all documented. They've since taken stuff back because they like having the Warrior Award and stuff like that. They obviously won't be in the graces of his wife. But it's well documented that Warrior held uh, Vince up for more money before his match uh, at SummerSlam, which was him and Hogan teaming versus Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter. And so at the end of the match, uh, he was fired. So it's one of those things where he would, they would bring him back in secret. And so they had this cue spot for him where he was going to come in and help Hogan. Now, we just have, it's so funny. I should have asked the Godfather this when I had him on the show. And if you guys didn't know he was on the show, you guys need to go into the archives and check that episode out. But I should have asked him this. But he said this in previous interviews before. 
no one gave him his cue. Like he didn't miss it. No one gave it to him. So what was supposed to happen was Hogan was supposed to hit the leg drop. Papa Shango was supposed to come in for the DQ. Well, what ended up happening was Papa Shango was a no-show. So Hogan hits the leg drop, goes to pin Sid. Sid kicks out. So I, I think Sid was like the, if I'm not mistaken, in WWE lore, Psycho Sid or Sid Vicious, same fucking person. And also, rumor has it, he's supposed to be going in the Hall of Fame. But, oh, damn. By the time you guys hear this, the Hall of Fame will have already happened. All right, it doesn't matter. Anyways, um, I'm recording this like, what's what's today's day as I'm recording this? Fuck it. It's actually the 9th of March as I'm recording this. So anyways, um, so Sid kicks out. That's why you see Hogan's face look surprised. I think he thought, Hogan, that if he hits the leg drop, Sid was just going to lay there. And Sid was like, nah, I'm not sitting here. Like, I know the finish, you know. Once Sid kicks out is when you see Papa Shango. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like what, what the fuck is this? So now all of a sudden Papa Shango just comes in so random. At this point, him and Hogan had not even touched. It was so fucking weird, right? So Papa Shango comes in. They're double teaming him, everything like that. Then all of a sudden you hear, dun, 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 you hear Warriors music. The place goes crazy. Uh, he's a clotheslining Papa Shango out. Hogan turns around. He's in shock. Everyone's in shock. At, crowd's going crazy. Then you see then, then you see them hug and they lift each other's hands and that's the end of the match. So one of the worst finishes in WWE WrestleMania history is a dig. I think it's the only time in WrestleMania history oh, it has to be that the main event ends on a disqualification win. If you look at WrestleManias of Hogan's, right? Because I think he still has the record. Because I think this year will be Roman Reigns' sixth WrestleMania main event. He's still two behind Hogan. He's going to get to seven. We know that for sure. Because him and Rock will main event at WrestleMania. That will definitely be another one for him. I would have to assume Reigns is going to reach eight, too. But if we look at, Re at Hogan's WrestleMania main events, a lot of them were not actually that fucking good. So you had what? The first WrestleMania with him and Mr. T versus uh, Piper and Mr. Orndorff. The second one with him and King Kong Bundy. The third one with him and Andre the Giant. The fourth one with him and Macho Man. Was it the... Fifth was him and Slaughter. Sixth was him and Warrior. Then you had the main... Because technically his main event with Yokozuna at, at, seven, at eight, excuse me. And then you had this one, number eight. They weren't really that great, you know. Like him and King Kong in the steel cage was not good. Um, him, him and Sid was not good. Who else? Who else? Him and Macho was good. Him and Warrior was good. Him and Slar was just predictable, but it, was, it wasn't bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock that. Um, but anyways, like I guess it's like half and half with him. But either way, this was the only time in WrestleMania history where a main event ended in a DQ. But you guys sent him home happy, which is how Warrior got involved. But anyways, um, it was just it was really weird. Um, and and that's the thing. Also, it's like if you look at the house show when you look at the history, like the house shows weren't drawing well with Hogan and Flair. I, I like at first I didn't believe that right because. Even in the same documentary, as they're denying that this was never a part of it, you have other people in the documentary saying, oh, they, they didn't draw well in houses. That's why it was taken away. So they're contradicting one another. It's freaking crazy, dude. So anyways, um, 
So they, and I, I, I did do my research. They weren't they weren't drawing well. But at the same time, Hogan had lost some star power. By this time, people were tired of seeing Hogan. Like the booze started here, and they moved over to WCW. But either way, uh, this is the match of the month. It's the match of the month because of the story and the behind-the-scenes stuff, which is why I originally started this entire segment anyway. So you do not have to go watch this match and torture yourself. If you want to see the novelty of Ultimate Warrior, Ultimate Warrior coming back, cool. But it's not a good match. But at the same time, it's one of those situations where the story just interweaved. And like WrestleMania 8 had so many behind-the-scenes things that happened, whether it was Bret Hart, uh negotiating with WCW and he was out of contract. That's why he lost the Intercontinental title. Roddy Piper having his shoulders pinned to the mat for the first time in WWE history. Whether it was Macho Man and Flair stealing the show and Flair bleeding and getting in trouble for it. Or whether it was just this. It was just, it, it was, to me, it was an all right WrestleMania, but the behind the scenes was even more awesome, even better. So, um, that's the end of the match of the month. But, program note. Starting May, June, July. Remember this year, I said I was going to break it down. It's going to be half and half. We've done the first three months of the year. It was definitely, well, it's technically four months of the year. It was all about wrestling. The next three months will be about comic books. It will be the comic book of the month. And starting in, starting in May, in honor of Doctor Strange 2, we will have the comic book of the month the first time ever. It will be a Doctor Strange-focused uh, comic. And it will be freaking awesome. So please sit back and enjoy. But anyways, I am the Soul Chemical. That is your match of the month for April. Enjoy WrestleMania. Enjoy this show. I am out.